with Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapanorama. I'm back from Fiji. Had a nice little holiday there to Fiji. Went to Malolo Island. Absolutely picturesque, sensational part of the world. And the Fijian people, I tell you what, they are some of the nicest um, people you'll ever meet on this uh, green earth of ours. They're such a lovely people and just a, the vibe. It's such an Edo vibe out there in, in, in uh, Fiji and on those islands. I had a terrific time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Delaney, so you can imagine that I haven't really got much of a good tan <laughs> traditionally, but I did actually get a little bit of a tan over there in Fiji, so it was good. Um, but look, you know, unlike a lot of other Supercoach content creators that go on holidays and they hardly even look at it and then suddenly they're scoring super well... I didn't do that. I've had two sub 1,000 weeks in a row and it really stinks. But look, there hasn't been high scoring over those couple of rounds, which has not seen me drop too much, you know, red arrow wise. Last week, I, I lost 696 spots um, with my 964, um, but I'm sitting in 1,779. So... You know, I'm still in striking distance of a very successful year and we are in such an important part of the year as we're getting ready to go into that first buy round. So it's an exciting time. Um, we've had some, you know, issues to deal with. You know, in my team, I've got a lot of Melbourne Storm players and they've been rubbish. <laughs> they've had some injuries, obviously, but, you know, so there's been some low scoring in there. I kept an... Um, Cleary last week, which worked out pretty well. The other one that people were going was Heinz. I sort of didn't really look much at my team, so I got was getting messages like Lolo and you know all of that sort of stuff. But it has been a low scoring couple of rounds. We just need one of those ones where one of these guys pops off and we get a good VC or a C, um, and you can shoot yourself right back up into you know good good numbers and good green arrows. Um, look, I'm mainly doing a potty. I got back today, <laughs> but I'm jumping on doing sort of a Teams podcast because I'm kind of educating myself on the team news as well, and I might as well share it with you guys because I, I need to catch up myself. Um, we'll answer some of the questions. I do get a few to the socials, and um, we'll answer those, and we'll have a look at the most bought and uh, sold this week, and I'll give my opinions uh, on them. Obviously, I'll, I'll cover my trades, who I'm, I'm planning on doing this week. Uh, and I'll give you well, my my two cents on the old VC and Cs. But let's start it off with the Storm. Um, they've been pretty crap, haven't they? <laughs> like, and you know, you, you you think that when these uh, Hughes and Pappenhausen are out, you're going to get enormous games out of Harry Grant and Munster, but it just hasn't been happening. The Storm have been pretty average. I mean, Harry Grant and and the halves. I thought I didn't know. I couldn't believe what I was hearing <laughs> that that was what has happened. Um, but look, Hughes has been named to be back in the seven this week, which is really important for them. He's such an important um, player for their team. I've seen, I saw some sort of um, graphic, you know, that they win more with uh, Hughes in the team, you know, and no Munster than Munster with no Hughes. So he's vitally important to that team, um, but he's been named back, you know, but I keep a close eye on it because obviously, you know, he was out for injury and, you know, there's a chance he could get ruled out again this week. They've, they don't, they haven't minded doing those ones late, you know, the old Melbourne Storm. The other big news uh, from teams is that Grant, Harry Grant, that was fresh off the presses today as I got off the plane. Um, he's, you know, not 
looking the greatest um, in, in training uh, and may not play. So, look, it's not a stressful thing because it's the first game of the round and you just, obviously, if Harry plays, you, you play him. If he's not, you, you you know, you pull him out. And, I mean, I, I'm one of the people I'm contemplating buying is Hughes. He's an absolute premium round 17 option. Um, he's a Kiwi, so you're not going to lose him for origin. He's no origin Jeds being a Kiwi. Um, and he's, you know, really been going quite well again this year. Um, but obviously that injury does concern me a little bit. So he, he's one of my choices of who I might like to go this week. I'm sort of pivoting away from around 13 numbers. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, people say, oh, get yourself 12, 12, 13 numbers. But I've got a list here. It's one of the questions I got. Like, give me your top 10 or whatever you've got of the Brown 13 numbers. I think if you get those 10 or you've got a good number of those 10, then I think you're in pretty good shape. You know, I mean, you're not going to get absolutely hammered. You know, you're not going to fall behind those people who've got an extra two players and they're these ones that get 30 points or whatever. But anyway, we'll get to those questions later. Um, so Hughes is back. Grant is iffy. Um, look, people have said to me, oh, do I hold or sell Coates? Well, Coates is going to go into origin. I don't think there's any question about that. Um and I would say, yes, it's probably time. Um, and also, I've had a few King uh, questions. Is it time to sell him? There was a time in the year where I was feeling like I'd like to hold Josh King just because he was being named at 13 and playing pretty good minutes. You know, he bit me in potatoes, but he was a cheapie and a hell, a hell of a cheapie. Um, but I think you know, I sold him, you know, to get in Lolo, which hasn't gone well. Oh, bloody, it's been awful. But, you know, yeah, I think you can sell him. And I don't know that he's going to make it all the way to round 17 for you. Um, Tui Kamakamika uh, will be starting for Nelson, who's not in uh, the team. Uh, over to the other side, the big horrible news. Turbo, I've owned him this year. Uh, I didn't start the year with him, but I brought him in when he was good to go, and it's been a rough old own, and I've lost a bunch of money on him, hundreds of thousands to be quite honest, um, and I'm going to have to move him on. Garrick goes to fullback, um, and Tafua comes back into the team after a very long layoff. Uh, I noticed that Schuster's still on the bench. Um, look, I th- I rate Davy as a player, so I don't mind that Hamole uh, and Davy second row. Uh, but you know, I mean, people were targeting Schuster. I think it's just a complete no-no for the round thirteen, unless he's named to start right on. I mean, if he comes in and he's named to start at second row next week, you know, I think it's fine enough to grab him. But I wouldn't touch him with a ten-foot pole while he's coming off the bench. Um, Saab is on the extended bench. I think he'd probably just come in for if he was going to actually come back into that team. I think Kula and Tupolotto are safe. They're great youngsters. I think he'd come in probably for Tafua, wouldn't he? Um, anyway, but that's all I noticed really in that game. Uh, the Panthers, no changes. Why would you? They're bloody awesome. Um, we'll move on from them. Uh, but Panthers are uh, going to target because they're a sensational team. Obviously, you've got your Targos, who, if you were smart enough, you held him. We got the ton and his score keeps generating. I mean, Targo and May, you know, they're they're looking like a season-long hold. There's no reason to get rid of them. There will be some th- 30s for a low game or 100, and they're going to average out being 70. They're sensational holds. And look, you know, I mean, if you did sell Targo, he's still going to be a target, surely, for your, um, you know, your round 13. But the, they're, they're irrelevant. Obviously, there's some questions in there. Um, 
that I've got about players and who, who I think their origin chances are, and there's going to be some Penrith players in there to talk about. Um, but there's no changes. Um, with the Cows, Lolo, out. Look, it, you know, some of the questions I've got in about Lolo, um, they say it's only a week. So it'd be madness, wouldn't it, to sell him? Because, you know, you, you've... You, I don't know how flush you are with round 13 numbers, but I can't see myself selling a round 13 number. You know, you want to get in there with 11, 12, 13 if you can, uh, and Lolo's one of the ones you want for, say, 50, 60 points in there. And if it's only... The, the news is only a week, so I would hold, um, which I'm probably answering the questions further ahead. But Lolo's out. Um Sorry if you can hear the noise in the background. That's the dogs getting fed. Um, Hess is in at lock. Um, Felt uh, did a knee, so he's out for six weeks. And the hammer comes in on the wing. Um, you know, he might be a little sneaky, you know, grab him right on round 13 if he misses origin. You know, they could easily go with Coates and Cobbo on the wing and go with, um, you know, uh, Val Holmes in the centres, you know, and Capewell. So there's a chance that um, the hammer misses and... Uh, you know, you could, you could maybe take a flutter on the hammer on, on the wing. I don't know what his cost is, but um, he's got a little bit of an extended time on the wing there. Uh, with the Broncos, uh, they've been going really well. The Bronx, it's good to see. I think the NRL's good when the Broncos are going well. I live in Brisbane, so everyone's a little cheerier around Brisbane if the Broncos are doing well. But Adam Reynolds is out again uh, this week. Mam starts, as they seem to be... Look, that's how great A-Ray is. He just improves the whole club, the culture, you know, their confidence, everything. And they've actually been playing okay when he's not in the team as well. Um, look, Cobbo has, has been iffy. They say Pereira was spotted in training on the wing. So Cobbo has been sensational, of course, because I sold him. So you can thank me. I sold him and he's just, it looks like Greg Inglis, doesn't he? Ever since I sold him, but... Keep a close eye on teams and have a contingency plan in there because he is iffy. Um, I, th- I don't know if it's an injury or if it's for personal reasons, but Pereira has been training there. Um, over to the Titans, I noticed David Fafita on the extended bench. Big defy. I don't think he's going to make origin um, Fafita. Uh, so, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll tempt people if he misses Origin. Because <laughs> they're around 13, aren't they, the Titans? So, uh, look, we'll see how he comes back in. I think the way Coach is, is a bit of a lunatic. And I don't think he's going to be rushing David Fafita back in to start. So it's probably a no-go at, at, at all. But I know people will do it because he's just David Fafita and he can score 100, can't he? Um you know, like nobody's business. Um, Kelly is in. He's replacing Sammy, who's out. I think one in from a knee. Uh, Kelly, he's returned, and Sammy's out with a knee. Uh, over the Warriors, AFB, I think it's an extent. Didn't they say it's the list, Frank? Same as Corey Horsburgh had uh, recently. As a, I'm a Raiders fan, and, and it took a while. So this they've lost Lodge and AFB now. So let's see what they're doing in there. Um, Lusick comes in at hooker. Jazz is up in prop. Um, CHT is back at, in 5-8 and Dejeun RC is out. I think some people were saying, should I buy him? You know, and I said, no, I don't know if he's going to have, you know, last in the team. Um, and look, he's out. There you go, CHT back in. Um, Louis is into the reserves. I think that's their um, lodge replacement. Um, he may come up into that 17. Um but surely it means, you know, like, I mean, I, I think that uh, Aiken was certainly a great buy 
to hold and I sold Aiken. I'm so, you know, these mistakes you make in Supercoach. Um, but he's been really good and you think they're going to play 80 and probably even I'd be interested to have a look at what Tohu plays this week as well because you've got those two big boppers who got good minutes out of that team. So if Tohu plays 80 minutes this week, I'd be very bloody tempted to grab him. Uh, and Aiken as well. You know, he'll be playing 80 in there. I know some people are going to take... Uh, you know, be tempted by Jazz because Jazz has got a super coach friendly game. What is he going to play prop? He probably will. They brought a hooker in, um, but he might play thirteen. Who, who's you know? I mean, get him. I think it's um, Murchy in the. Th- he's better at a, as a prop, I reckon, than than Jazz. But anyway, Jazz might get some extra minutes. So, you know, there's a three names that are you know, that I'm slightly interested in to take a look at. I don't own Aiken because I sold him, but. Um, he could be a trade option, you know, because there's he, his role only looks better in that team. Um, the Knights, best is gone with that gruesome elbow injury. Oh, mate. And he didn't, he looks like a tough bugger, doesn't he? Like he was just, oh, mate. Um, but Chuala goes into the centers. Clifford's into the seven and Clune is out. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the Knights. Uh, on the bunnies, Murray's on the extended bench. Um, I think, you know, he you know, wants to come back in and get himself on. I think even if he didn't play this week and they said, you know, he's he's good. He could have almost played last week. Surely you pick Murray in origin. He's a weapon. Um, Sele goes in, uh, you know, if he, if uh, Sele's going to probably go out of the team if, if Murray plays, I'd say. Nichols is back. He was off for a long time. He's onto the extended bench. And I noticed that you know, people were bringing in Trent Peoples, weren't they? singing his praises to get peoples in. He's a cheapie. He's in, locked into that position. He's already out of the bloody team, uh, I noticed. So there you go. That's all i got to say on that. Um, the Tigers, Dane Laurie's back. He'll probably only play two games and then get injured again. He's been a bit injury-prone. Love, uh, oh, maybe he's not. I don't know. Seems like it to me, though. But Brooks is back as well. Um, Toa goes to center. Peachy's gone. Stimkin is back in place for little. That's pretty much it. Uh, look, I saw some highlights of Miller, that uh, one that came into fullback last week for the Sharks. He looked bloody good. Oh, too many bloodies. He looked, he was ripping, ripping and ripping and tearing. He was good. Um, but he's out because um, Will Kennedy's back. And look, I think the Sharks have missed him. He's such a uh, underrated, well, is he underrated? I mean, I rate him. So, I mean, lots of people I talk to rate him. Uh, he's going to make a big difference to them. But, oh, I would have just been tempted to keep him in there, Miller, somewhere, you know, on the bench or something. Oh, I don't know. But he was good. I think he's a good future prospect. Um, but he's mid-age, I think. I don't know. But uh, all right, over to the Rooster. Satili is back on the bench. So that's Egan Butcher out. Uh, that's pretty much it, I think, from what I can see over there at the Roosters. Uh, Butcher, the other one, uh, is starting at lock for Radley. Looks like he's got a bit of an extended role. Got a 69, I think, I saw on the scores last week. You could pretty much get Tuolagi over to him pretty easily. And he's around 13 number. That's just a thought, you know. He, I've always oh, he's one of those little sick ones that I I'm a sicko for him, and I don't know why. I Nat Butcher, I always get him. Um, but you know, he yeah, because Satili's just going to come back in and go into the second row, isn't he? And you know, I think he's get it. Well, I mean, look at his minutes this week on Butcher, but and, and have a look at his BE. But I, I, I'm not in totally hate it because he's mid price. Uh, over to the dogs, um, the Fox and Waddell are back. So Stimson and Ockenbore are out. Um, King starts in the second row forward. I think he started there last week and they had TPJ on the bench. I've got to play Max King this week because I'm going to hold Lolo. Um, so Max King gets a run uh, for Rapanarama this week. Um, and Karaz. 
he will have a look at the most bought players, but he he's looked bloody good. He's looked sensational. A lot of dogs fans I talk to are like, he's a good one, and he actually looks great. He's that old, passes the eye test. I don't think he's going to lose that spot. Um, he's held this week as well, and Ockenbohr is out, so I think he looks like a bit of a slam dunk because the good thing about him, you say, oh, do you need to bring in cheapies at this time of the year? Well, he's around 13 number. So I think he's a good buy this week. He's held his spot. Uh, looks like he's going to hold his spot. He could go up as much, I think I saw on there, 100 plus K this week. So I think it all all of the signs point to yes for me on Karaz. Um, and I might just bring him in. Uh, moving on to the Dragons. Maka is back on the bench, but Embi still stays at nine. Uh, Sullivan, I, th- I saw some highlights that game. I thought he was pretty good, but he's out. Uh, over to the Raiders, Fogarty. Finally, Fogarty comes in and plays his first game for the Raiders, who got three in a row. You know, the Raiders, while I'm on holidays, they do better or something. I don't know. Um, but it's Schneider out, and people were like, oh, can we hobble our way to round 13 with Schneider? Well, you can't, and he's out. And, and you know, short of uh, Fogarty injuring himself, I can't see Schneider coming back in uh, to have for that round 13, unfortunately. Um, Savage goes into fullback because Chance is out, and I'm hearing that it's a bit worse than we first thought. So it could be an extended run down there at fullback for Savage. But look, it is Ricky Stewart, and he could put Rapana down there, but... I think it looks pretty good for Savage to be in the team, you know, in the in the 17 or in the 13, the run on. He'll be in the back line, I think, and he's looked pretty good to me. Um, has he got Jewel yet? Oh, I don't know. I don't think he's played enough at actual, actual fullback, and I haven't checked it before I did this podcast. But, you know, uh, he's fullback only, and what's his price? I don't know. But he's got an extended period there uh, uh, at the full fullback, I think. Um Broker, I heard, he was named, I thought, in team list, but I'm hearing that he's out in that event. It'll be Chris that'll come into the centres. He's been very good in the centres, in my opinion. Um, and maybe CHN comes, because he's in the extended bench. Maybe he comes back into the starting lineup. Uh, over to the Eels, um, Wonga Blake is back. Perham goes out, and Sevo is into the reserves. Now, I saw his stats in the Reggies in his first game back, and they were epic. They were very good scoring tries and tackle breaks and the Sevo we know and love. Up your sneaky old, get a look at him for a few games when he comes back in uh, for the round 17. Sevo, Sevo. Uh, but, you know, uh, he's in the extended bench, which is interesting. Um, let's move on to some of the questions I've been receiving um, the first one, which I pretty much answered, answered already, is Lolo a sell. I think he's a hold. They say it's only a week. But look, we could get there next week and he's a late out uh, and it'll be a dagger because you'll be like, oh, you know, why did I do it? Uh, but I'm going to hold him because I'm not going to sell. I've got, I've been building my round 13 numbers. If he plays, I want Lolo. Uh, and if it's only a week, you know, you, you'll want him there just as an extra number for, say, 50 or 60 points. So I'm going to hold. Um, my top round 13 buys. Now, it was somebody who said, give me your top five. But, you know, I have my reasons for liking lots of them. Well, not lots of them, because I think this is the weaker of the two buys. But I'm going to throw some names at you that if you've got some of these names or if you're missing some of these names, there might be ones that you might like to grab. Number one, I think, is Manu. Now, I got Manu. 
the scoring hasn't been as – it's been safe enough. It's been okay, but it hasn't been a big 100, and that's Manu. It'll be a 30, you know, or 40, or it'll be a, you know, much like Targo and Mame, you know, or an 80, 90, 100. Uh, but I think he's captainable. He's going to play fullback in that bye, and I think – if you're up against someone that's got Manu and they've got the captain or the vice captain on him, you'd be wishing bricks because he's he. I think he's the the number one option. I think in that around thirteen for a, a captainable and a VCable option because Manu is absolutely outstanding in fullback. Uh, my number two was Taylor May. Obviously, he's so highly owned, and I think everybody's got him. But if you by chance don't have Taylor May. He is one of those ones that can get 100 as well. So Manu, I'm scared of him for 100. May, I'm scared of for 100. Well, there's not going to be any Cleary or Luai. I think Sullivan and, you know, I I think they can get the ball out to him still. And I think the Pandas are such a good team. They'll lose, yeah, they'll lose Toa as well. And that might lead them to go more that side. They'll still have that Targo and May uh, side, left side, and I think they'll go there. So you, I think he can still you get mo- multiple tries, and he'll be a hundred points. So you don't want to not have him. Uh, number three for me. Well, I mean, there's a there's a few options in there, but I've gone kick out. I picked him up. He's having a really good year, kick out, uh, and I think in that round, because of the names they lose, I think they might go to the big man a bit more. I can see him scoring well. Uh, in that buy round, and he's been scoring pretty well this year. So I, I don't mind him as a, you know, you can have him on your bench as your backup, you know, second row forward, or you, if you want to play him, you can play him, but uh, I don't mind it. You know, I think he's probably, there's reasons why I think he's gone ahead of players like Ola. You know, maybe I, I should put Aiken in there, but I like kick out because he can score. He's a try scorer. He can get multiple tries in that. And those are the ones, Manu, May, and kick out. I'm scared of them going over for multiple tries uh, and getting 100 plus in the in the buy round. Uh, and I think you can safely have all of those guys in your team for the rest of your year. Um, number four, I've gone with Suwali, who's... You know he's got it. He's improved uh, greatly this year in first grade. Last score was a twenty something, which is a bit poor because he's been scoring quite well. The thing about the Roosters is they're not going to lose their halves, you know, for uh, the the buy, uh, and they're going to have somebody filling in for an amazing player in Teddy Big Manu, who's also an amazing player. So. The reason why I put uh, Suwali in there is because I think he can still get over for tries in that buy round. Uh, and we all, most most of us probably had him, you know, already. And, and he's been a good cheapie. But if you didn't have him, I think in that round, uh, you know, these wingers, they can get over for tries. And I think the Roosters are not going to actually, they might lose Angus, and they'll lose Teddy. I mean, what else are they going to lose, you know? Uh, so... I think he's a good own. Uh, and then I'm going to put a, a Aiken in there at number five. I don't own Aiken. But the news of Lodge and AFB being out for an extended, I think that that sews up uh, good minutes, doesn't it, in the second row. Is Curran back? He Curran's back next week. So maybe. But, I mean, look, they've got Jazz in the front row and they've got Murchie in the 13. So I still think that, I mean, Aiken, he's going to get 80 minutes. You know, every week. And he looks good to me. Um, number six, I've gone Garrick. I would have had Garrick higher. And I know a lot of people were targeting Garrick. He's having a, a pretty good year uh, with or without Tommy. Now, obviously, it's a hell of a lot better with Tommy. But 
I still think he's a reasonable option to have in your center wing. Uh, he's going to play fullback in the bye. Uh, you know, they're going to lose some troops, but, and also they've lost Tommy, haven't they? So uh, I, it makes a lot of the Manly players a little less, outside of DCE, who picks up the slack when Tommy Turbo's out. Uh, it, you know, they're less appealing to me. I know that um, Garrick wasn't going to have Turbo in the team in round 13 because Turbo would obviously go off to origin. I can live with that. But I, you know, my eyes light up saying, well, the rest of the year while Turbo's in the team and Garrick's on the end of those tries, Garrick's a sensational own. Well, he's not going to have Turbo for the rest of the year. He might play fullback for the rest of the year, but I still don't think he's going to score as well uh, as he would with, with Turbo in there. Um, look, so I wouldn't, I'd be, you know, I'd grab Haken before Garrick right now, you know, just because he's going to play 80 minutes, he can sniff out a try and just, you know, there's that f- no turbo factor there with um, the Manly Seagulls. Um, moving on, who did I have at seven? I had Ola. Same reason, but I don't mind Ola probably more than Garrick because when there's no turbo, DC takes the reins and he gets the ball to Ola. Ola's been very good this year. He hasn't been as great in the last couple of weeks, but I still think he's a good option to have, much like Kickout, you know, in your team. Uh, you know, on your reserve bench, you don't necessarily have to play him every week. But what I saw this year from no turbo in the team, the way they use Hamoli, uh, particularly DCE, who, who's not going to be there for round 13 because he's off to origin, but, you know, for the rest of the year. So Ola's a safe enough one to have in that round. He'll still score 50 or 60. And then for the rest of the year, there might be some of that nice attack that Ola gets when there's no turbo in the team because they go to those second rollers a little more. Uh, over to number eight, I've gone Karaz. He looks a sensational cheapy. He's scoring well enough. You know, that, that'd be a handy score. Not that he's guaranteed to score it, but... You know, you get the little buffer that he should be uh, going up nicely in price as well. Um, you know, traditionally, I don't know if it's a time for cheapies, but because we're one round off, he's just landing perfectly for that 100k rise into the buy round. Hopefully, scores you a 70, and it's just winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, so I don't mind him. You know, people are going to be chasing. You know, I said uh, grab a Suwali at four. Well, if you can't afford Suwali, go and grab a Karaz because he's 175k, uh, and that's absolutely it. I probably wouldn't waste my time on a Suwali. I'd grab Karaz, because he's way, 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 way cheaper. Um, so, look, I think he's a, a good buy. I'll probably grab him myself and bring him in as a number, because, you know, you, you're chasing up these players to get in there, and, and the way he's been scoring, and the fact that he's, he's going to make the money, I think, makes it a much easier one. Uh, on to number nine, Drinkwater. Look, uh, <laughs> Drinkwater, he's one of those ones, he was on fire for a while, wasn't he? Um, and he's had some hard games, but I think the matchup is good in round 13. He's more of a, if you got him, good on you. And, and I don't know if anyone's going to have the funds. I, I don't know what he's priced at. It's still too expensive, I think, to take a flutter on. Uh, but, you know, he's definitely going to be one. Like I said, you're going to fear Manu if you don't own him in the uh, buy round. I think Drinkwater is capable of a, of a great score in the buy round because it's a pretty good matchup for the Cows. So he's in there at nine for me. And Lolo, if he's fit, well, he's not going to be fit. He's going to be, you know, hampered. But look, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, he scores a 50 or 60. And, you know, he's a safe bet for 50, 60 if you have him in the... Uh, in the buy round. So, look, there's probably some more Smokies in there, like Butcher, 
you know, uh, but I don't think he's going to, he could get you 50, 60, you know, maybe 70 if you're lucky. Satili, they're capable as well. Tupu, he's capable as well. You know, there's lots of ones that you can have in there. And if you've got them, they're a useful number. I just mentioned ones who, you know, I think whether it's good price or if it's in a good matchup or in a good team um, or ones, you know, you fear. So there's my answer on those. Uh, here's a couple of other questions. Do I still target uh, Sea Eagles with no turbo? Well, I think, you, you know, I think people who own them are going to hold. I don't know how many I'd want to buy. I mean, I, I had Gary high enough on the list, didn't I? Did I? I had him at six. You know, uh, and if you had a Tupel Auto and you had a, you know, yeah, you, you can hold quite comfortably. I wouldn't target Schuster while he's on the bench. Would I still buy? Would I? If you didn't own Hamoli, would you buy him? You know, before next round, I'd probably prefer Kikau. You know, to be honest, I know they're going to lose the two halves. You know, and but you know they're going to lose DCE. And they don't have any turbo, so it's a hard question to answer. I don't know. I don't know how many more seagulls I'm going to be buying this year. You know, maybe DCE once he comes out of Origin and get him for the run home because he'll step up with no turbo. But I don't know about Garrick. Uh, all I'll say is that at fullback and kicking goals, you know, he'll still score okay like he was to start the year. Uh, I hope that answers it for you. But, oh, yeah, I'm going to pump the brakes on my manly players. Uh, and in turn, do I buy some Warriors players with Lodge and AFB gone? Well, Aitken, I think, is solid enough for a buy because he's going to get 80 minutes and he's been good. He can sniff out a try. Tohu, he's a he's a gun of the past and uh look we just i don't know how match fit he is and and don't forget that curran's going to come right in on round 13 i mean do you still grab curran i mean he's been a bit injury prone is it injury prone sorry warriors fans but i mean aiken tohu you know curran i think i'd probably take aiken first and i'd probably uh, you know i'd be tempted to grab maybe curran Based on what I know, you know, he was someone that I was tempted to start the year with. I'm just still unsure about Tohu and his minutes. And coach said 40 minutes, but look, they've lost those two big minute front rowers. So let's just have a look at Tohu this week. And if he plays 70 minutes and racks out a, you know, a Tohu score, there'll be people that bring him in. Um, but yeah, so I think that they, I mean, especially those, you know, uh, Aiken, you know, I think is is a good buy, you know. Now, not that he wasn't getting good minutes, but if you had Lodge and AFB and Tohu and Karen comes back in, you know, then it starts to be worrisome whether they're going to get the minutes or even if he's going to stay there. So now I think that those two are out. Oh, you know, lock him in. Um, origin chances. Water, what's my opinion on the chances of these players? And this is a hard one because it could be anything at times. Um, but let's go through some of the names that were thrown at me. Cotter. Look, Cotter has on form, I think, got to be talked about for Origin, and it would not surprise me if he's named. It'll be a blow for teams because people were bringing him in on that nice run where he was looking great, uh, and, you know, he's had a some sort of year. Um, I would say he's probably a 50-50. I, I would not be surprised to see him named, and I would not be surprised to see him left out. The reason why is because I think you've got these Flegler, Carrigan, Types where I think they're serviced in this thirteen number, and I I don't know if you're going to grab Cotter. You know they're going to they're going to go with Ben Hunt, who can fill in in the halves, or go into hooker. So I just don't know that there's going to be a spot for him this year. Maybe in the future. So I'd probably lean towards him not. Uh, but I would not be surprised if he went in. Um, Maddo, well, 
yeah, you know, it's an interesting one there because Maddo is actually versatile. He can play 13 or second row. We can even put him in the halves. So he's been good this year, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him in there as well. I think Angus will get picked in the second row. You've got, obviously got Yo. I think if Murray's fit, he goes in. You know, I think maybe they might favour someone like Liam Martin uh, after his year last year. He's got to get in first crack at it. So I don't think Maddo's going to get a run. Maybe if they get flogged in round, uh, you know, in the first one, or if Murray doesn't make it, for instance, I think Maddo could be up in those names that are, are a chance to come in. But I reckon if Murray's fit, um, Murray, Yo, you know, Angus, I think I think he might miss out. But he's, having, I think he's having a better year than Angus personally. But I think they'll go with Angus. Um, Cobo. I don't know. I don't think. I mean, he's he's been good this year, Cobbo. Come on a long way, I think, um, as a first grader. But maybe he's just a year short, in my opinion. You know, you give him another year in first grade. I think um, they'll definitely have coats on one wing. It could be the hammer. It could be Val. You know, I don't know if it's going to be Cobbo. Um, I think he. I, I'm leaning towards you know seventy percent. I think he won't make it. But it's a new coach, and I think that Billy Slater's a winner. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's like, no, nah, I'm going to grab the form players. Cobbo's in form. Cotter's in form. I'm going to grab him and play him in origin. So there's the other one, Hammer. I think Hammer is probably a little bit underdone. I know he's been coming off the bench and doing good things, uh, but he was good in origin, um, and they might want some speed. Cobbo's not too... He's not much of a... He had a beautiful runaway try not long ago. Um, but look, I don't think it'll be Cobbo and Hammer because Coates has won. So uh, look, we'll have to wait and see. I would probably think, um, you know, they'll go, oh, you know, Corey Oates? No, I don't know. I just, I just, you know, I don't think that either of, of those two, well, out of the two, um, I couldn't choose, but I, I don't know. One or the other, maybe. Uh, Angus, I don't know. I think Angus has improved in recent weeks, and I think he'll get a, a run in origin this year. He can play lock and, you know, he can play even prop if he has to, and edge. Um, so I think he's a good chance. I think most likely I'm expecting to see his name. Freddie has, you know, those Roosters, um, you know, affiliations as well. Um, Bo Fermor is having a good year. He's obviously pretty versatile for second row, or you can slot him into the centres. I know they've got a Capewell there as well, but his name's been bandied about. And look, if you lost Cotter and Fermor, these people, I don't know um, if people are whole. He's still well-owned, so people are going to own him. I don't think he's a huge chance, but he's he's an outside chance. Um, Stephen Crichton over there, he's going to be one of those ones uh, up in, you know, the chances box if uh, Luttrell um, doesn't make it. But obviously Turbo's out. I really like Campbell Graham. I think he's having a great year. There's obviously Staggs, Crichton, um, so and Burton even floated around. I don't think Burton's going to get it. I I think it'll be um, it'll come out of Crichton. I don't think Talakai is going to get it either. So I think it's going to be Crichton, Gay, uh, uh, Graham, um, or Stags. You know, we'll take up two of the spots, in my opinion. Um, Luai, I think Luai's in. I think it's going to be a Cleary Luai halves. Hines, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, unless he went in as the, I mean, are they going to? They're not going to use him as the fourteen. I really think they'll probably go with Jack Whiten. Well, he's got to be a chance for the center as well. But that'd be silly, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I think Hines misses personally. 
uh, and I think they're going to just go because it's a fourteen, and I don't know. I mean, Hines can do a decent enough job in the fourteen, um, but I don't think they'll go uh, with him as a fourteen this year. And Paps, I don't think he. I think maybe if he was fully fit, could have been a chance for just to inject him off the bench as a fourteen um, this year. But I don't think so. I think Whiten's played well enough that they probably say on. You know, they love him over there. I don't, you know, they just do. So I think they might say, all right, well, we'll give you the 14, uh, Jackie boy. And, you know, these other guys can wait on for another year. I think, you know, White might have just one more year in him. And then those guys will come in and take that spot. Um, look, Liam Martin, I think, you know, there's that Maddo and Liam Martin. There's a few players that they can go with as an option. Liam Martin, I think he can play prop and he can play second row. And you could easily throw him in at lock as well. He's a very, very versatile. I think that's why he got his origin berth in the first place. So maybe he gets in and Maddo misses out because he's probably just as versatile in my opinion. Maybe not as much on the ball play, uh, but he's an incumbent. He was there last year. And I think, you know, he's just one of those players... You know, the workhorse, the tough nut, the competitor, and I think he's suited to origin. Um, so, look, there's some of the names and my opinions on it. Let's have a quick look at the top sold and bought this week and what my opinions are. All right, and let's kick it off with the most traded out player of the week, and it's Jason Tamalolo. I don't get it, to be quite honest. 9.2% are selling him, I think, maybe... When we first heard about the injury, we heard it was an MCL, you know, multiple weeks. But we've heard a week. And if it's a week, I think you just hold. I mean, you've got Lolo, you know, and he's he's going into around 13. So I, I just think if you're selling, he's only worth 488000 So to me, I just don't understand why anyone is selling around 13 number. Just sell him as soon as around 13 ends. Uh, and Lolo's only going to miss this round, which doesn't matter to you. Find another player for this round and just have Lolo there, you know, trust him that it's only a week. So I'm not all for that. Tom Dravojevic, yeah, gone for the season. That makes sense. People are probably selling Randall. Um, you know, he didn't have a good score last week, did he? But he's sort of been the old, he's nearly as much as uh, Lolo for, uh, you know, for price. Uh, but look, he's... You know, I don't think you need to hold him for the round 17. You would have hoped he could have been an extra number for your round 17. But the break-even, uh, where is it? The break-even this week is 86, which he's not going to make. Not a bad matchup this week. Um, but, oh, I mean, I, I just did team this, didn't I? But he's, you can't play him if, uh, yeah, what's his name's on the bench? Uh, so I don't, if there's a hooker on the bench to 14, you can't play him, and he's up against the big B. He's going to start losing the money that he's made you this year. So, yes. Uh, but who, too, is the question. I mean, most people probably got a grant, and you're not going to bring in Cook right on origin. It's probably people going to, I don't know, it's going to be Cotter, isn't it? And he's got to be a, a risk for origin, hasn't he? Um, but, look, uh, I don't think there's any reason to hold uh, to hold him anymore, Chris Randall. Um, Tass, people are selling Tass and they're bringing in Karaz, and I, I don't mind it. Um, look, there was a hope that Tass would come back into that team, but it doesn't seem like they're going to get him back in uh, in a hurry, and you've got to move someone on there. I'm going to move Tass this week probably instead of Billy Smith. He's in the reserves, and Teddy goes out of that team. Marnie goes to fullback, and oh, I'm hoping it's Billy Smith that comes in. Uh, so I understand it. Um, Kelma Tuolagi, sell him. He's, he's been a, a slow, 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 slow burn. He's on the bench now. 
get rid of him. I did flag, obviously, with the Melbourne Storm there that Coates is going to go into origin. The break-even's 132. It isn't a, a bad matchup, but Melbourne's been a bit smelly. And we just know that if um, he gets multiple tries, he might score 100. It'll take him four tries to do it, though. But there could be a bag of tries coming, but it's just so close to origin. I think now you just get rid of him. Uh, and if you want him and you like the riding the Coates train, get him... You know, back after Origin. Um, Blake Taff, yeah. I mean, he sort of has been okay without being great. It's a pretty good matchup this week. So uh, let's have a look at the break-even for him. Uh, Break-even of 32. It's not essential. Uh, I mean, I don't really get this one. Who are people grabbing, you know, uh, in their half or 5-8? Five, five, you know, who are they Who are they buying? Uh Look, he's not going to play around 13, so and, and you, I don't necessarily think he's going to make it all the way to 17. Well, we do know that um, Latrell's going to be back. So people are probably just moving now. It's not... I could see him going out this week with the with the Rabbitohs against the Tigers and getting a 60 or 70 this week. So maybe you could just milk him for one more week. Uh, but people are moving him on. Maybe, you know, in the, I don't know, in the halfback. I don't know who you'd bring in, but... Uh, yeah, all right, fair enough, 3.9%. Lachlan Ilias, you know, he's been a bit average. He's only worth 332. Let's have a look at the scores. Yeah, 52, you, you excited. That was ahead of 55 and a 52. Otherwise, it's pretty poor reading. Uh, for him, his break-even is 54, and that looks like his best. He's going to have to have his best game to get it, so it makes sense to sell Talakai. People are selling Talakai. He's still worth good money at 601, uh, you know, 1,000. He's just become second wing, centre wing uh, and second row forward eligible. Look, he's not the worst. <laughs> you know, he, we, yeah, he's been, he's gone down. We we know that. We had 114, 165. Everyone brought him in. Then it's been 36, 50, 34, 43, which is, it stinks. If you brought him in and you didn't get one of those good scores, I understand why it's pissing you off. But I just think he's a great option for the second buy. I don't think he's going to make origin. He just needs a try. If he gets a try and he gets back into the, you know, gets into the swag, he gets into the mood. I just think he can hold him there. And that's the thing I like about Targo. You know, he, it'll be 30, 40, 50. It's fine. You know, and, and if he can get a, if he's, it's 100 soon, it'll be okay. We just need 100 soon or a big 80 or 90 from your Talakai. But look, I, you know, people are selling him to get the value. Maybe they're bringing in a Manu or something like that. So look, if you've given up on Talakai to hold him for the rest of the year or for around 17, you know, I understand it. Cooler. Look, I'm going to say the same. I mean, Cooler may be, you know, different to Lolo. Well, Lolo's going to likely be there, whereas Cooler's going up against the Melbourne Storm after a couple of losses. And what the scoring has been, you know, 46-30-33. I mean, that's what you're losing from the buy round. So I say don't sell around 13 number if you've got him in there. People are probably moving him on to um, Karaz. But, I mean, my only question to those people is, can you just hold Cooler and have him for an extra 30-40 in the buy round and sell a Tass if you've got him? Or, you know, I mean, I'm holding out for Billy Smith, but surely there's going to be someone who's not around 13 number who's not really showing a lot. Um, Because, you know, Cooler, (laughs) he's around 13 number. Um, The trade-ins. Let's have a look. Karaz, he's the highest. 24.7%. People are bringing him in. It makes sense. Up against the St. George Dragons. He probably played this week as well. Minus 83 break-even, projected to make 113,000. He looks, um, you know, a good prospect. 56 and an 85 in his two games. 
Oh, I mean, it all points to yes for me. Cobbo, people are buying Cobbo. I think Cobbo, you know, he's a rough chance for Origin. Probably not, though, but you're paying top dollar for him, 574000 Let's have a look at him after Ado sold him. Ado sold him at 20, you know, when he got a 26. I got his 82, but then I sold him, uh, and it's been 85, 79, and the big 131 last week. It just reeks a little bit of uh, chasing points to me. No A-Ray in there. Um, he's got a light Origin chance. Um, you know, it's not the worst matchup as well, but I don't mind buying Cobo for three hundred thousand when the start of the year. But I don't know if I would buy Cobo for five seventy four because look, it's been all right. Let's count the good scores: one, two, three, four, and then the rest is forty or below. So it, the roller coaster, the Cobo roller coaster, has been a fun ride for the last three weeks. You know, four out of the last five. So maybe you think he'd turn the corner, but. I just I wouldn't buy him for five hundred seventy four. I'm absolutely shocked that he's um, number two on the list. Um, Ryan Madison, um, he's Maddo Maddo the Gun Show. Welcome to the Gun Show. He is a gun, um, coming off the bench but playing good minutes. Maddo, um, he's got to be an outside chance for Origin. I already discussed that, um, but he's scoring <laughs> all year 42, 48, 86, 60, 55, 72, 91, 107, 91. You'll take all of those. You wouldn't be in love with the 42, but those are his first two scores of the year. Every score since, you'll take. You'll take ha- happily. Um, really good year. He's motivated. He's looking good out there. How's the minutes been? Uh for Maddo. Can't even see it in here because I'm, you know, can't even see it. Oh, minutes. 65 minutes last week. You know, that was better than the weeks before. 54, 50, 55. 65 minutes for Maddo is good. Everyone's saying you can't keep up that PPM, but, you know, ever since round five, he's been over 1.1 PPM. So I don't mind it because, you know, you are going to pay taking a little risk that he doesn't get into origin. Um, He's top dollar, 711. But like we say, Manu's one of those great targets for the round 13. Well, Maddo's a great target for the round 17. And he's got a break even of 38, which he will get this week. No troubles at all. So... Um, that's the thing. You get him now or he's going to be even more expensive next week. He's one of my options. I could get Aiken and just pump up the round 13 numbers or I can just play the long game because Maddo is the one I would want for the rest of the year. I mean, Aiken, you know, you can pick him in center wing. He's got a, definitely some features that are appealing. Um, but and Maddo looks on to me. So I just want to bring in players that look on. Jeremiah Nanai. 3% of people bringing him in. Obviously, he's around 13 number. He's 496,000. He was all the flavor at the start of the year, and then it just went a bit average. Over the last four weeks, it's been 59, 50, 63, 91. Um, you know, I don't know. I just, you know, scoring's been okay. None of that excites me apart from the 91 last week, really. So he's got two scores in there that I love, a 100 and a 91, and... There's been some acceptable scoring, but nothing too great. But I'm telling people who have Lolo, uh, you know, but that's the thing. You know, Nanai can get you 30 quite easily. Sean Johnson is number five on the list. Uh, minus 30 break even. He's up against the Knights. He'll play in the first buy. Um, he got a 96 last week, but I would just say to people, you know, you're mad. <laughs> that's my opinion on it. Because if you take that 96 out, go and have a look at the rest of it. You know, it ain't it ain't pretty reading for SJ this year. And he's not the one I want. I mean, uh, you know, oh, gee, people are selling Taft probably or, or Ilias and bringing in Sean Johnson. 2.1%. 
I mean, it's a pun. It's a pun, and he's a he's a great of the past. But it was just one good score last week. Not a bad matchup this week, but I don't agree with it. Ezra Mam, <laughs> minus fifty one break even. Look, A Ray is going to be back in that team probably next week, isn't he? So Mam is out. So I don't know why people are bringing him in. Yeah, he scored an eighty nine. He doesn't play the round thirteen by. He is bottom dollar, but look, I'm hearing that Adam Reynolds could have played nearly last week he's still not quite there this week I'd expect him probably back next week so what does that do yeah Ezra Mam's gone he's not in the team so nah don't like it Nat Butcher playing in lock I think a good minutes I'll have to have a look at those minutes but he's covering Radley who's out long term played 80 minutes last week but we have got Satili back this week uh, and he'll come in but I think he'll come into second row um, I don't mind Nat Butcher. I mean, he's not much of a, a hike up from Tuolagi. So I don't mind it. Um, the scoring, how did he go with his 80 minutes last week? Um, 69, you know, which was pretty good. Um, 58 minutes for 48 the week before. So look, I, I don't think he's going to get a big 100. He's not a 100 one that's going to scare me. But if you're looking for a cut price one, you know, I would you go Butcher or Nanai? I'd probably go Nanai because he can score a try. So I guess... I don't hate Nano as much as I said, <laughs> you know, so yeah, but I mean, Butcher's not the worst. Garrick, number eight on the list, it surprises me a little bit. I mean, yes, we thought he was a primo target for the round 13 um, because of Turbo after that. Now that there's no Turbo, I just don't know how excited I am for Garrick. Let's have a look at him. Um, he had 120 score this and, and, a, and a 31 and a 30. You know, the scoring's been okay. He's only, he's had two tons. I think they were... Well, last week he did extremely well to get 100 against Parramatta uh, in a bit of a hammering. Um, Melbourne this week, people are bringing him in (laughs) this week against Melbourne who are sporting after a few losses and Hughes is back. I don't know. I just don't know if I'd be grabbing Garrick now. Yeah, I've got Garrick and I'm going to hold him probably for the rest of the year and I'm going to happily play him in round 13. I just... Who you know? I just I wouldn't be bringing him in this week on for Melbourne. I'd what's his break even? Break even's ninety seven. Garrick, if you really want Garrick, get him next week, right on round thirteen. You might get him for you know what's he? He's going to lose money. He'll be down to six twenty. He's a bit more affordable, and I can't see him scoring extremely well against them. You know, a sporting Melbourne. It's a, it's a rivalry match too. Hughes is back. Uh, no turbo. I, I just wouldn't be getting Garrick. I'm not agreeing with a lot of these on the list. Tread Peoples, what's going on? He's out of the team. I mean, people are nothing. You're nothing him. Why would anyone bring in Trent Peoples when you've got Karaz to bring in this week? Crazy. Um, Ruben Cotter, he's number 10 on the list. Um, look, I said I think he's a 50-50. It's going to be a hard matchup. He's got a break even of 44. He's up against the Penrith Panthers. Lolo out could mean some extra minutes for him. How's the scoring been? It was, oh, it's been really good. You know, really. Low score of 43 this year, which you can certainly handle. No huge, huge ones. But he's got 62, 55, 71, 51, 43, 75, 68, 89, and 60. I think in the 579 price point, you're, you know, you're ballsy. You're more ballsy than I am on, on the origin to bring him in this week. Um, I, you know, up against the Premiers, I'll probably just wait. It's a 44. So even if he goes out and scores a 60 this week, he's affordable next week. I might go Randall to Cotter next week if he misses origin. Uh, but I don't know if I'd do it this week up against the Penrith Panthers. 
you know, personally. But, you know, people have got to, you've got to make some decisions of, you know, if you're building around 13 numbers, you're going to be bringing some of these guys in. Obviously, Karaz makes sense to me. Nanai is a bit of a surprise, but, you know, I, I explained that on the Nanai and Butcher. Um, Garrick, I just think is, you know, it's a, it's a, not as appealing now that there's not going to be turbo for the rest of the year. And Cotter, I understand that he's going to be somebody that you would take. I didn't put him on my list, but he's scoring well enough to get a 60-70. He's probably in that same bracket as Kikau. I think Kikau might score more tries, but he scored a couple this year as well, Cotter. I think if he misses Origin, I will bring him in most most likely. Um, Let's go quickly over my trades. Look, I'm umming and ahhing over going around 13 number in Aiken or bringing in Maddo because I started the year with Matt Owen all that you know bench stuff and all that and even though he is on the bench now he's getting good minutes off the bench he looks sensational he's still a bye player because he's going to play in the second bye um, but I, I don't mind Aiken as well I mean how expensive is Aiken he's you know Oh, he's probably Maddo's expensive too. So I'll be choosing between those two, and I think I'll bring in Karaz. Um, it's just an, he, the way he scored. I know it's only a sm- very small sample size, but that's the thing. You've got the security blanket of him, uh, you know, making good money, most likely. But there has been, we thought that that was Tass, didn't we? So, but I think Karaz passes the eye test for me. Um, he's going to be around 13 numbers. So he's going to actually play that for round 13. So I think it's a pretty good um, trade. So, uh, you know, it'll be Matto or Aiken, uh, and I'll bring in Karaz. Um, the VCs for me this week, um, I haven't had a huge look at it, but I like um, the early game. I know the Storm have been pretty average, but I think with Hughes back in this week, it might be, you know, a, an improved Melbourne. Um, Munster and Hughes, if you've got them, I think are worth the VC at the very minimum minimum um would you vc harry green he's in doubt for the game so if he does get up i I think he might get managed minutes um so i wouldn't be vcing him um uh, look early game as well for the panthers so that all of those panthers players that you might have obviously cleary he'll probably be my vc um may could get over for some uh tries i think and i mean even to a lesser extent targo but i think may and cleary for the ceiling um, could be really tempting VC options in that early. Those are the early games. Um, captains for me, I like um, Hines. I like Teddy uh, and I like IPAP. I'll probably go a VC Cleary into probably, you know, a Hines captain uh, this week. Uh, I, I haven't had a close look at it, so don't quote me 100% on it, but I think you can lock in that I'm going to VC Cleary for a big one before Origin, you know, get himself warmed up for Origin. Um, but that's my opinion anyway. Um, hopefully I'm not too rusty because I've been away on holidays. I'm in holiday mode. But it's been lovely to chat to all of you. We'll talk to you on Sunday night once the round has finished. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh, it is a miracle. Oh, my goodness.